Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, April 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Cosmos Spaces IBC Gang Lounge Space, hosted by Tricky Crypto, chatting about liquid staking with Quicksilver Protocol. Let's take a listen. If anybody else has any last questions for, uh, for Vish and about liquid staking, um, feel free to request the mic now, send some DMs. Um, I know Vish has got some stuff to get to today, so we don't want to keep them uh forever but fish feel free to stay and uh talk with the gang as long as you want yeah thanks for the uh answers and everything uh i've got to drop off guys i just kind of came in like a ninja here um i've got to hit dinner for a minute <laughs> we'll catch you later later Seffy. peace Seffy. by the way i just want to say that education and technology is just moving so fast that it, you know whether it's art or whether it's um the financial world I feel like going to college is like worthless now that nobody's really going to go because they're just all that information is like, like studying Latin or something, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I don't think my son's going to go to college. He's probably going to be better off learning to be a plumber or something. Anyway, like, like you guys, I have somebody who's listening to what you all just said and they're like, are they even speaking English? Because, you know, if you're not in this world of blockchain and stuff, you can't even understand what we're talking about. So we're like on a whole nother level, you guys. I hope you know that. And, okay. and by we, I don't mean I don't mean me. I mean you guys. I'm just here listening and <laughs> learning. Okay, I, I'm not even there at your level because you're all there. We're we're definitely early, but we're all doing it together. You know, I think that's what's important for people to to do, and especially like in a, a subject that's still kind of new and fringe is to be okay with learning in public. Uh, because it's it's something that's hard to do for some people to be vulnerable like that. But at the same time, you can learn so much because, I mean, look at like right now, you know, we're in a space with Vish, who's co-founding, you know, a breakthrough protocol, you know, in the Cosmos ecosystem, you know, and to be able to to ask him questions and be vulnerable that you don't know things and just learn together is, is like super empowering and super helpful. Like there's no better way to learn this stuff than like firsthand. So I do it all the time, Tricky. I'm always up here, at least listening. <laughs> Sometimes have to replay these spaces. Well, I got a question for you, geniuses. You know, I think it's probably going to be the next level. So as I sit here and go through my Kepler wallet and I do all my claiming and staking, um, you know, what's happened in the art world is they're using AI to generate art. So maybe one day somebody's going to make a little program where it's just going to sit there and click away and claim all your rewards and stake it. Like if you're going to be gone for a couple of weeks and you can't log in and do your stuff, is that going to be the next level stuff or what? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think friends validators already built something like that with this thing called, uh, Z. So it's like an auto compounding bot. I, I think they have a pretty cool front end too. I haven't used it myself, but you should check them out. 
Yeah, there's also the Restake platform, which is really cool. So Restake uses AuthZ, um, but what's cool about them is you can, like any validator can uh, add the script that they've provided to their validator and anybody can start auto-compounding for their delegators. Um, so it's really cool. So they they select how many times per day they want to auto-compound and what's the minimum amount needed um, for them to do so. And the validators handle all the gas fees for this as well, too. Um, so like you said, Sandy, like not only when you're out of town and busy and stuff, but just like that tenuous, sometimes day-to-day stuff um, of just going and claiming and restaking, it's kind of fun and gets you involved. But what I've realized for me especially is like I'm not like always checking the price because I don't have to always see the price, you know, unless I'm going in and doing my LP reward compounding. Um, but it, it's been kind of nice. You know, I know that my stuff's compounding when, when I'll go back to check on the actual balance. It's really cool to see that it's gone up. Um, and it's yeah, it's a really cool, really cool service, really cool feature. Yeah, actually, Quicksilver does auto compounding uh, in the background too to maximize rewards. Oh, very nice. Aha, there, I knew it. I knew it was in there somewhere, Vish. Thank you. Yeah, Sandy, I pinned the uh, tweet to the top that'll give you some information on that um, restaking app. Cosmos Spaces has it enabled for our uh, Atom validator and our Osmosis validator. In case you guys are staking to us and want to go there and enable it, um, you just click on that uh, their website, go to their app, and then the validators that do have it, it'll be like a little enable green button that you'll click, and you pretty much just give the the bot a one year um, time frame of permission to claim the rewards and restake the rewards to that to that validator. AuthZ is really cool. It's just like starting to see all this interchain interaction and automation stuff happen is, is really is really fun because this is like what it's supposed to be. You know, all this stuff happening in the background and we don't know it and just making our lives easy. Works really well with people that don't have ledgers. I I haven't um, used my ledger with it. So have you used your ledger with it yet, Tricky? Um, apparently, if you want to use your ledger, you have to have like a CLI all active and everything so you got to be pretty pretty skilled uh to do that right now um they will add that more support later but yeah it's a little little tough for for ledger users but they do have the little instructions for how to do so um if you click on the validator and go to the ledger tab hey guys i'll go get some go get some breakfast uh, it's awesome being here again uh, yeah thanks for the questions Appreciate you, Vish. Yeah, super early one for you. So we appreciate you being here and uh, talking with us and sharing with us. We'll definitely keep keep doing these and catching up and having good conversations. Yep, for sure. See ya. Have a good, have a good day, Vish. See ya, Vish. Peace out. Thanks for the information. It was very good. Breakfast, man. Wow. Must yeah. Be what, like, <laughs> must be like eight in the morning over there, Tricky? I think at this point it's close to eight i think he said it was six it might have been like six o'clock when when uh we first started so yeah he he trooped trooped it out for us man <laughs> we don't find that in any other twitter spaces you know it's <laughs> in this ecosystem it's it's really nice to be here and have founders just pop in here to educate us yeah dude it's nuts like literally i can't get any better better resources for for these projects than the people who are actually working on them and founded them and birthed the ideas of them. Kind of a quiet night tonight, huh? It's his. It is. It is. I know I had a busy week. Got a lot going on. You've got a lot going on today. 
Yeah, it's been busy. What's up, Graham? How you doing? Good. How are you, Tricky? I can't complain, man. No complaints. No here. complaints. I've been uh, away from crypto again this week. Um, how'd the Evmos drop go? And tomorrow is the raw drop. Is that correct? Yeah, I think yeah. The countdown for raw. They sent out a tweet. Um, we're probably looking at like what sixteen hours now for for that launch. Um, and then so yeah. So I don't know if you checked your calculator what you got, but uh, they have the calculator out. Yeah, I checked that. That was the last thing I did. Like uh, like maybe a week ago or something. I just kind of been away from Twitter. Yep. Um, the Evmos drop. So good and bad. You know, uh, I think the chain successfully relaunched. Everything's going smooth um we're back chugging along and there's been oh there was like over a million transactions in one day which is pretty insane um but we're still having some issues with kepler claiming unfortunately um at kepler interactions um so that's been kind of a uh some that some people have been still dealing with but i think overall in the big picture and if you look long term i think it's uh it's going to be good um i'm super excited it looks like it's going to be another another mother load of a chain Unreal. And then also, I saw something. Um, did they finally do the UMI testnet airdrop? Because that was separate, right? And I thought that I saw something that, that was like pretty lucrative. Because that was maybe maybe I read it wrong. Oof. You know, uh, there might be someone else in here that did the incentivized testnet, but I I know I missed out. I know I like I'm pretty sure you showed sh- shared the link with me like five times too, and I I just couldn't get on and do it. Um, Clay gains. Sandy, anybody else? Did you guys be a part of the, the test net for me? I did a while ago, but I didn't know when I was able to claim my airdrop. Yeah, I, th- I think um, a couple days ago, it just came out maybe a day or two ago. I, I'll track it down here and then uh, pass it on to you. Where have you been, Brem? Uh, just hanging out. Started some new training for a new job, and that's about it. Really busy. I am here. Nice. busy. You doing more fun stuff? You getting a little more serious with your your job? Yep. Yes, sir. Only only fun stuff. <laughs> there we go. So, are you guys like out there doing like those like Chihuahua osmosis or Cerebus osmosis? Those kind of pools with the, those are very interesting. I, I I had fun trading some coins and and locking some of those up, and and so. I, I, Osmosis seems to be like better almost as a better coin to hold than Adam as far as like when you look at the numbers and stuff. I don't know. Is that my imagination? And by the way, even for people who don't understand the projects, when you guys talk about the different things, there's so much energy charged. So I know that Evmos is like a biggie. Just because every time somebody just says the word Evmos, it's just like the room vibrates. So I'm very, very excited about that. I didn't know what Evmos was, but now I do. So I can see why everyone's excited. Yes. You know, we always got energy in here, Sandy. We all share it. I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not uh, liking this uh, Cerebrus chart. It looks like it, it took a hit. Same with the other meme coin, Wawa, but I'm just holding. I like how the staking rewards go up fast, though. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mayor, what's up? Hey, hey, Tricky, uh, Clay, Sandy, been listening to you guys, been enjoying. And um, as far as the UMI testnet, 
uh, Graham, I the testnet is still uh, still running. I don't think they've distributed the uh, rewards yet. So um, I've been I've been running or I've been playing around with it, and um, it's going to be an interesting platform. But uh, I think you the more TVL you lock into the testnet, I think your your rewards um, are compatible with it. Uh, but anyways, it, it looks like an interesting platform. And uh, Sandy, you're, you're definitely right. You can definitely read the room sometimes the way people talk. And uh, Evmos has a lot of potential. It's it's so interesting. You pick up on that. Yeah, that's when you know, like it's it's for real. When like you hear everybody talking about it, you know, you you, you get that feeling, like you guys have said, when you hear people talk about it, like it's only the beginning. But I think yeah, Evmos is pretty damn cool. <laughs> Yeah, Larry. Oh, sorry, man. What's going on, Tricky? How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I'm I'm really excited for Evmos. Um, most of my airdrop is coming from the Kepler portion, but I do, um, I did get a small little allocation from the the gas drop. Um, so I've been playing around on Diffusion a little bit. I bridged over, um, on Nomad, and uh, the the UI is like a little bit slow. Um, so. I'm kind of nervous for like this whole airdrop to get released. Um, so we'll see how it goes. You mean like the, as far as like the, the, the pages you interact with and the UX, just like the chain, like just getting the transactions through, um, it seems like a little bit congested. So that's just like ETH users. Um, so we'll see when like all the, all the cosmos comes in. Yeah. So I think the way that the Nomad bridge works, I think it actually takes a minimum of thirty minutes. Oh no, no, I'm talking about just I'm talking about just the Evmos chain. Yeah, uh, Nomad, uh, Nomad took me like a half oh, okay. hour, but even just like using Diffusion, making swaps, and providing liquidity, it would take like a um, like sometimes like ten, fifteen seconds. I mean, coming from like Osmosis, you know, you get pretty spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that's nuts. Larry, did you um did you bridge over Ethereum already? Is that what you were saying? Yes, yeah, I did day one, um, and I provided it was like a USDC wrapped Evmos pool, um, because I know Diffusion said they're gonna um do an airdrop for people who bridge over, and like provide liquidity, um, before like the Evmos is released in the airdrop, um, so I figured I'd support them. How much did you yeah. pay for gas fees? Sorry, it was sorry. Cool. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I had ETH already on layer one, so that was good. So I had to pay like 60 probably in total. Um, I mean, so it wasn't like terrible, but I'm sure I'll be compensated. Holy. Yeah. yeah that's if, like a year of Cosmos transactions. <laughs> oh, my God. I would encourage anyone. It, it's a good idea if you want to move. Um, some Ethereum over because Diffusion, I guess the rewards are really top heavy and they are going to air, airdrop um, a bunch of diff tokens to the liquidity providers. But you just don't want to be moving ETH around tonight because tonight is the big um, ApeCoin um, land sale. And I, I, I hear that uh, gas prices are like off the hook tonight because of this big uh, land sale with the um other side metaverse going on tonight jesus i totally forgot that's a thing in eth that's like the beautiful thing about cosmos chains is like 
if a huge NFT drop was happening on like Stargaze, that wouldn't affect any of these other chains. So that's just like a beautiful thing about the design of Cosmos. Yeah, I the, the one thing with Ethereum is when there's a big mint going on, the ETH, the gas prices go through the roof. And it's like the way it's designed, I mean, they, they've it's just so it's so fascinating the way it's designed right now that gas prices go through the roof when you know transact so many transactions and it's like you know some of the some of the they're bragging about it you know and it's like gosh i, I paying 60 70 100 dollars to mint an nft i guess i mean they're they're expecting big returns on them but uh there is people- there's like a lot happening on the layer twos though like i've I did a lot on Arbitrum and Optimism, um, and they're they're doing like Optimism doing a big airdrop. I'm surprised, um, and they're like taking a big approach to like governance, kind of similar to Cosmos, um, and transaction fees are there like a couple set, a couple cents, um, so it's like you can you can actually do stuff on layer two, um, so I think there'll there'll be a lot more going on over there. Yeah, I agree. I I feel um, yeah, it's all about scalability. I I think you guys. You guys mentioned Solana earlier. You guys was that was that what you guys were talking about when you said they only have seven validators? Tricky. You said seven validators for what? I'm sorry. You, you guys were talking about one chain only had seven validators. Which chain? Oh, no. So what it was was uh, P-Stake whitelists only seven validators that they give their bonded atom to. Okay, only seven validators that they will share their bonded ad- Adam got it yeah got it. okay yeah I, w- I was I was coming in and out I wasn't listening to the a couple times there but um it's gonna be it's all about scalability I, I it's you know like what we were talking about with Larry with ethereum when they have high traffic their gas feeds gas fees go go crazy so you know definitely if you have some ethereum laying around, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get it into um, Evmos, move it over to Diffusion, start earning earning some real good rewards, but don't do it tonight. <laughs> I uh, I had a question about the the Cosmos proposal about bringing Cosmosm on the chain. I'm like so, sort of new in like the past year to the Cosmos, so I don't like know like too too well about like how how well we how much we want to keep the the cosmos hub like simple um but i know like jake Quan is like super big on that but i'd love to hear your guys opinions on that because i really don't have a strong opinion yet yeah i think we were t- you guys were talking about it a little bit earlier at the beginning um i don't think we went too deep into it but um it's i i think his whole argument is that to keep the the cosmosm contracts could could um bog down um the hub and i if I was I was following his some of his threads a little bit, um, and he 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 does not seem to be for that. So, um, tricky. Have you looked into it much, or um, gains? Have, have you guys been following that Prop sixty nine? Yeah, Prop sixty nine is a it's something. There's a lot more than just meets like the initial eye when you look at it. Like, oh, Cosmosm on the hub, cool. Like, this sounds like a good idea, or sounds like not a good idea. Whatever your your thoughts are at first. Um, so the reason why Jay Kwan is a little is not a little. He's really against it. 
um, is because of the hub minimalism like principle and idea. Um, the idea of the hub minimalism is like that the hub is supposed to be this thing that continues to just chug on and that like never fail. Um, so to do that, you have to be as minimal as possible, not add on all these crazy features, because when you add on more and more features, not only do you like less and less in that credible neutrality for the hub, um, but you also start to add more like uh, surface area for, for attacks mm -hmm. and you also add more like risks of failure. So like imagine if we had 100 consumer chains going um, through shared security and then like we saw a couple of weeks ago with with Juno, the whole Cosmos hub chain halts because of a smart contract. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, that, that's kind of like it's a that would be bad. That combat. would be really bad. Very, very bad. So the whole point of the hub is like, hey, we want to be this, this like very minimal, very safe, very secure um chain that provides all these services that keeps going along and doesn't ever have these issues now the chains that deploy on the hub that are using interchain security now they can have cosmosm and they can use it and if they have a failure on their chain only that chain goes down not the entire hub it's siloed um, it's siloed exactly. yeah so the, I, yeah quick, the kind quick of like question the main, or yeah go go mayor quick question the the original i, I mean but this is going back you know, way back to like 2018, the original plan was to, you know, eventually once there's over 100, 150 chains that it could be just token transfers going through the main hub. But now you've got such um, complicated and complex smart contracts. Um, the Cosmwasm is, is more the interchain stuff, right? Cosmosm is not even necessarily interchain stuff. It's just a program. Web assembly. Web assembly. Yeah. yeah. So it just provides like it like it's like an execution type thing for for programs, dApps, and mm -hmm. things like that. Um so it's yeah, you go. could you could get away you could just do the token transfer through the hub and not have to deal with, with Cosmosm. So that's the whole thing is, yeah, like the hub could do like all the token transfers. It could even pass along the messages, but it doesn't need to be processing and doing those Cosmosm uh, interactions. Because Got it. once Got you it. do it, that's when that's when those problems start to happen, um, because the more and more like technology is meant to be exploited, like at any given any at eventually at some point, all technology will be like find some something bad about it or some exploit and that's meant to happen that's good because then technology gets better by that happening well yeah that's why that's why they run the hackathons and stuff exactly. right yeah. yeah um you know so it's it makes sense to do it after interchain security is enabled and and you can deploy it on those specific consumer chains um i do see that there is a lot of value in cosmosm on the hub to be able to be more flexible and add a lot of different services and make upgrades easier um I do see the value in that, but then also too, it just becomes risky because it's like the the cost trade off. Like, okay, is the benefit worth the risk? Um, and also too, like, will that eventually affect the mission and vision of the hub to be a neutral source that just provides public tooling? Does it start to compete? Because we've already had DEXs on the hub that people were really upset about, and that you know was pushed away. Now with Cosmosm the possibilities to add more and more features on the hub is expanding and it's easier to do that. You know, does, does the hub eventually become a competitor chain? So <clears throat> there's just like two different sides to it, you know, so yeah. no, neither side is wrong. Um, it just depends on what's important to you. Um, 
Jaquan is, you know, of course, one of the founders of, of Cosmos, and this is kind of his baby and his vision and what he sees is necessary for the success of the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole. Um, so that's why he's so passionate about it. Um, and, yeah. and I, I, you know, I, I respect him for doing that. I, I yeah. love that. I love to see that. Yeah, and I, I was reading his his thread earlier today. I was surprised quite how open he was about it. And um, he's definitely resurfaced and become more active, which is which is great. And um, I know a lot of people weren't happy that he was, you know, tying the 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 GoLand airdrop to, you know. But it it is what it is, man. It's 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 a free country. You can do whatever you want with your airdrop, you know. What <laughs> exactly? Um, for people that don't know, um, you know, Jay's working on a new chain called goland but it's 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 in go it's in a different um programming language the the programming language go is that correct i believe and it's it's a more dev, dev friendly language um i think like dev friendly is always like depending on who you're working with but yeah it's like a, a different programming language it's in go and it's like a highly specialized c plus mm plus -hmm. and it's a little bit over my head but i guess the way that like the information is processed like it doesn't process it like on chain it just passes along the information on what needs to be like executed and processed to the actual dap or whoever is actually going to do it yeah, so yeah. like the load the, the computation load on the chain is actually a lot lower um and it can really scale and provide a lot of smart contract support to a lot of different um chains throughout the cosmos including the cosmos hub um, yeah if, if anyone is interested in that project he did uh Chris Cryptocito did a, a a YouTube video with uh, Jay, and um, he, Jay gets very deep and technical, and I can see some of it's going over Cryptocito's head, and he's just like shaking his head, listening to him. It's tough. It's a tough video to get Dude, through. I, I gotta, I gotta. That's fine. I was just thinking today, I have to go rewatch that Jay Quan interview because I was felt just like Cryptocito. I had like half the stuff he said that like went over my head. Um, I got to rewatch that, but, um, I, I like what Tricky said. It, honestly, it kind of seems like, like even it, it just seems like the Goland is like a net benefit for the cosmos. Like looking at it right now, it seems like there's all this drama, but like what Tricky just said, like, it just brings more like devs and innovation to the whole cosmos and IBC in general. Um, so I guess it's just a good thing. Yeah, Larry, I, the one thing I caught on when I was really trying to just pick up on what jay was doing was he was he was like you know th this can really be a very powerful chain if a lot of devs start building on it and um you know it, he it, it's hard to follow it's it's hard to follow his i mean the, the guy's the guy's brilliant you know it's it is hard to listen to some of the technical stuff if you know for for people who aren't into programming but if you can glean just the little the little nuggets, you know that that they that they drop sometimes, it's it's good. So, Larry, you listened to about half of it. You said, "No, I, I got through the whole thing. I I only retained about half the information because right because uh, yeah. Jay's pretty pretty uh, smart guy. Yeah, five years ahead of everybody. Yeah. So yeah, anyone who's interested in in that project, uh, Cryptocito did an interview with them. I think it's been about what about ten days or so. It's been out, so 
it's awesome. I, I think it's great that um, he's working on a new project and, um, you know, Ethan Buckman, he's, he's going to be on Bankless on, on Monday too. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, Ethan is is the one of the I mean I mean Ethan and Jay they were the original guys they're the ones that you know started it all off you know I believe and then you know it just got built you know they brought other devs in so anyways good chatting guys I, I appreciate it. I got I got to get off get get back down here and get to work but um good talking with you guys have a good one see you mayor but yeah, too, just in case uh, anybody who didn't know, there is a snapshot coming up for Atom Holders. Um, it was going to be on the 4th of July, but Jay moved it up to, I think it's May 19th, which I think is like the uh, end of the um, vote for Prop 69. Um, so it's only going to Atom stakers and holders. Um, he said you get more for staking compared to holding and if you have like atom and liquidity pools or on other chains you're still eligible but that project has to do the work to give no land the, the information on how much atom you hold um so it's going to be cool it's going to be airdropping over 60 percent of the supply um to holders um and i think the whole supply is going to be liquid from the beginning so it's going to be really cool i'm um uh, i'm really really interested to see how this goes and like we just talked about jay's next project and it's something he's uh, putting a lot of time and effort into and has some really, really big following and a lot of devs that are excited about it too. So that's all, all good signs. How long has he been working on the project? Tricky, do you know? Uh, how long he's been working on it? Probably a while. How long um, before and then like before he brought it to everybody. But uh, I feel like he's kind of brought this out in public uh, six, eight months at least. Um, I kind of remember finding my way into the, the Telegram group a while back. Um, and it was super cool because, you know, he had like this idea and this vision and kind of the foundation set for what he wanted to do. But at the same time, he was like asking the community for what they thought, you know, it was like, hey, you know, I'd love to get at least, you know, three other people's opinions on this so that we have, you know, diverse, you know, point of views. And it's not just me, like, and what I think and maybe because maybe I'm wrong um, and just really encouraging participation um, and really encouraging like anybody who can contribute to be a part of it. So it's it's something that's really cool to see. And Larry, like you were saying, like, I think for a little bit, he wanted validators to only be like code contributors um, so that the chain is very strong, is very resilient and is like continuing to develop um, because if every single validator in the set is like a core contributor, then you've got a lot of people vested into the network and who are also continuing to, con to contribute and build it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so did you expect to see like, it, like its own ecosystem on goland um like as in like dex and all of the stuff you'd expect like is it going to be permissioned or permissionless i i guess i don't really know what to expect from that yeah i think it's permissionless um that's the thing i'm not too sure about is like they're going to be kind of like a juno um but in just like a different programming language i believe um so i'm pretty sure that means people can build on top of no land and do a dex and things like that um, and I believe it'll be permissionless, but I don't know that like Jay and like the core team are going to build like the no decks, you know, or anything like that. Um, it could just be one of the things where he's 
providing the base yeah, tools and is gonna wants people to do it themselves rather than him like yeah i'm, I'm sure i'm sure that know. he has a lot a lot bigger hopes than a dex that was that was the first thing that came to mind no no, no yeah uh yeah, yeah i'm sure he's hoping to actually build some like some fun some public goods with this thing um it'd be interesting to see exactly and that's kind of what he's mentioned in his tweets is like a focus on public goods um which i think we all kind of know that jay is kind of about because that's what the whole vision of the cosmos hub is about um so i'm really interested to see like how this goes because its goal is going to be literally just to benefit cosmos kind of like the hub's goal is um, it um it has like two two tokens like a, a fee token and a staking governance token so I think there's two different tokens, but I'm not entirely sure on the specifics because I know he's doing like sort of like uh, an airdrop to some people who participate in like spreading the like not necessarily spreading the word about no, but you go on. It says you go on your favorite medium and write why you're interested in no and why you think it's going to be cool for like cool for Cosmos. And then you post it to that board and you get part of like this um, initial airdrop that is like he said, it's a very big portion and that like has a lot of influence in no but uh it's like a different style of token so I, I remember them him saying that there's like two different styles of tokens but i don't know the specifics interesting seems like i gotta do a lot more research on this project same here yeah <laughs> and i wish jacob was still here he's actually helping he's been in, in it since the beginning um and been contributing and no way. He's, he's really excited so if he's excited, <laughs> you know, for real something. tricky. He's been there since the beginning. Uh, since for Nolan, yeah. Wow. JD Jacobs, Jacob, Jacob from like an OG, yeah, and he's just an OG and just is in has his hands in a lot of cool stuff and is really helping build out Cosmos more than we know. Notional, him and Notional now, you know, dude, that guy's awesome. He just like hangs out in these spaces. They're just like stopping here randomly. Yeah, he's super cool, and then like it's it's cool to see his passion come out you know sometimes people might think that it's <laughs> you know in a way that they are like what's going on or this or that but you know at the end of the day it's it's his passion for cosmos and for what what he's building and what we're building and what we're a part of so if there is anybody out there that wants to uh come on stage grab the mic and uh, bring up a topic ask a question um even just tell us how your day's been and what your favorite color is uh, feel free to request the mic um we've also got a giveaway going on in the discord um if you go up to the top you'll be able to find a uh, pinned link i believe it's the third one um from the beginning um we're doing a 10 osmo giveaway in the discord uh five winners two osmo each um so join in the discord hop in there verify go to the the uh, giveaway channel and get in on the giveaway i just want to give a little shout out to eric down there um He's been helping with the um, with uploading our spaces on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I know that's a lot of work. So, Eric, thank you, thank you for all your hard work, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, bud. So, yeah, on and then that's also a pin up there too. Uh, you uh, can now find the. You're going to be able to start finding our spaces on podcast uh, and and uh, so Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So I know that sometimes like. It's hard to go back and find the uh, Twitter space on Twitter, let alone it only keeps it for 30 days. Um, so we're going to start uploading them there and kind of uh, have a little organized so then people can go back and maybe if there's a space that they really wish they would have 
you know, listened to or one that they really enjoyed that they want to refresh up on. And there were some topics covered that they're really interested in um, or ones you just want to share with friends. Uh, that's going to be possible. And I think it'll be really cool to do that and just have those resources for the community to continue to learn and stay up to date. I was just trying to ask about that. I had my hand up because I wanted to say these recorded spaces, where is the archive? I'm also a retired librarian. I need to know I can go back and get get this information because people ask me. So that is coming up. Well, yes, but um, I mean, I think we only got like one right now uploaded on Spotify, but Terra Spaces, they're actually here in the space right now. They've been doing a lot of work and helping Cosmos Spaces upload these to a podcast link or whatever you call that, a feed. Um, in our Discord, we actually have a channel where you go to that channel and you can actually um, go back and click on the uh, previously recorded Twitter spaces. Isn't that right, Tricky? I, I don't know what we named it. Maybe Terra yeah, Spaces in Discord? Yep, Terra Spaces. Um, yeah, Sandy, if you're looking for the real archive of not only just Cosmos Spaces, but kind of everything going on in Cosmos and Terra, um, Terra Spaces is the like godsend of the community. <laughs> going to all these spaces and recording them, um, providing like an audio file for everybody to have. Um, so they have a lot of our spaces recorded as well, um, and a lot of other really good um, spaces and talks throughout the the ecosystem. So make everybody make sure to follow Terra Spaces. They have the little uh, beetle um, profile picture, um, and then check out their uh, their website, their page, and then like Ain said, we do have a little section in uh, our Discord that feeds um, the links to all their 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 uh, audio feeds as they post them. So. And again, we want to shout out, you know, Terra Spaces. We appreciate you doing that for not only us, but everybody in the community. Like I said, you know, that's like a, a public service and a public good that you know, is very valuable. Can I ask about something too. else? Right, as far as when it comes to records and numbers. So yeah, that's awesome, Terra Spaces. So one thing I want to ask you about as far as apps and what's happening with um, development of the technology for NFTs. So on the uh, Tezos blockchain, there are a lot of different pl platforms. There's Object, there's Rarible, you know, there's Hicketnock, there's Tia Art, there's Versum. Um, so there's quite a few different platforms. However, there is NFT biker site. So somebody came and did this beautiful thing where you just go in there and you put the wallet address of, you know, the person and it tells you what they've made, what they've sold. It just gives you like beautiful information really fast, all of their work, secondary, who's bought it, when. And so I'm wondering, you know, down the line as this blockchain develops and the different NFT platforms develop, somebody's going to have to come, come up with this because it's already been done on the Tezos blockchain where they've been doing so many NFTs for a while. So as collectors and artists um, populate these platforms, I want to know, first of all, does such a thing exist? And please let me know when it does come into being and somebody does such a thing. So thank you. I kind of missed your, your question, Sandy. I was okay, so on, on the Tezos the blockchain, you just go to a site and you put mm -hmm. in the wallet address of me, for example, right? I'm Sandy Toes and I have a wallet address on the Tezos blockchain. And if you go to this site and you put my wallet address in, it gives you all my details how long I've been doing art, how many pieces I have, who bought it, when. And because there's so many different platforms, like, for example, we have Stargaze, we have Secret Network, we've got Omniflex coming. So the Cosmos ecosystem has many different platforms, just like the way the Tezos blockchain has many different platforms that have NFTs. So as I'm looking into the future, 
is there an app? Is there a place where all your NFTs can can be um, looked at or sold, and where the statistics can be shown for all your NFTs that that lie on the different platforms that are part of the Cosmos ecosystem, right? Because the blockchain is Atom, right? Everything is pretty much operate, but maybe that's not going to work because because of the IBC. So maybe you can help me figure out my understanding of how this works. Because right now I look at my dashboard on my osmosis, um, on my Kepler wallet, and I see some of my NFTs, right? But then inside Omniflix, there's other NFTs. So, so there's there's different platforms that are part of the IBC and they have their NFTs. And, and me looking into the future, what's up? What, you know, these all need to show up and somebody's got to do that. And so somebody did that on the Tezos blockchain. It's called the NFT biker site and it's awesome. And collectors use it and I use it just to keep track of my, what I'm doing and my numbers. Does that exist yet? So it doesn't necessarily exist yet. Um, kind of like, because what you said, how everything's kind of its own blockchain. Um, so like once you go to Omniflix, you've seen Omniflix stuff, Stargaze, you see Stargaze stuff. So it is a little separated right now. Um, but one thing that'll be cool is once we start to see like interchain queries and interchain accounts, uh, we'll be able to have the chains talk to each other and like aggregate that data. Um, one of the reasons why Tezos is able to do that is because Tezos is one blockchain and there's just like the dApps built on top of it. Um, kind of like you said, you know, I've already said like these are different blockchains, so they have to communicate that information to each other. Um, right now, their NFTs are so early, so that like dashboard type thing necessarily hasn't been like in demand, I would say, um, but it's definitely going to be. Um, and some of the features that are like really crucial to making that a really good user experience um, are still on the way. So I do see that coming because like, you know, you're, you're, you're like the NFT queen over there and I, you know, I know you see a lot of value in it. Um, so I know that there's a lot more people that see a lot of value in that too. So it will come. Um, but yeah, there's not anything like that in the cosmos right now, I would say. And I think Omniflix will probably be one of your best bets to see uh, the first team build something like that. We're so early. We are, we are standing. And I think um, in the future, we probably, we'll, probably will see Kepler do it as well, since they already have a nice like user interface. Once they um, get more time to start adding all of the uh, different chains on Kepler, I think that's where we're going to see it. And maybe Asset Mantle. I know they've been um, talking about doing something similar like that, and even able to show like um, Ethereum NFTs at some point. Now, can I just respond to that? As somebody who's not so smart and doesn't code, it seems hard for me to understand why this isn't done. When I'm looking at my osmosis, you know, when I look at all my assets, you got all the coins up there. How come I can have all my coins there? Whether it's, you know, Chihuahua, Mawawa, whatever, Secret, XBRT, all of that. But I guess you said it's, it's just the technology has to catch up and eventually that will happen. There will be a dashboard and I'm willing to bet it's probably going to be either osmosis or Kepler or both. We'll see. Yeah, because like, you know, I think, you know, the Cosmos ecosystem, we're all like the Cosmos, you know, we're all IBC gang, we're all Cosmos SDK. But another way, like when you when it comes down to it is osmosis to Atom is no different in a way like and it's very at the very basic level than Tezos to Ethereum. Um, like you couldn't you, there's not necessarily the resources right now to go to a dashboard. And if someone's making art on Tezos and on Ethereum, yeah, you have the wallet that'll show all your, all, both of those assets and both of those stats, but those stats aggregated 
hasn't happened yet because those two blockchains um, have are very limited in how they communicate with each other. Um, so we're starting to see that evolve to where you can start to bridge um, information from chain to chain. Um, the Cosmos ecosystem is going to be the leaders in that in that industry because IBC makes it so easy. It's trustless and it's safe. Um, and we're really going to be able to start to query that data from chain to chain um, and get it all in one place. Just hang in there, Sandy. It'll all happen sometime. I talk fast. Imagine what I would be like if I drank coffee. I don't even drink coffee. And when I watch YouTube videos, I have to like speed it up like time and a half because they're just slow for me. <laughs> I love it. Is anybody out there? Uh, if you have any questions, any topics you want to talk about, um, feel free to request the mic come up here. Um, can be about anything. There's really no agenda right now or no topic we're, we're stuck on. So, Well, you know what, Tricky? Um, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about Decentral and Austin, Texas. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's going to be crazy seeing all these people in, in person, you know, from all the... Uh, projects and the ibc it's, it's pretty nerve-wracking for me what do you think sounds like Gaines is a little shy <laughs> i'm jealous <laughs> i'm so jealous i wish i could go what are you talking about it's so amazing you're so lucky i wish i could go yeah it's gonna be amazing meeting up uh there's a um an event in austin texas on june 7th and 8th that we're all gonna meet up on and uh yeah, it's going to be exciting. Just got to embrace it, I guess. <laughs> You're not nervous at all, bro? Like, for real. I'm, I'm getting a I little mean, nervous. I it'll be now. cool. Haas got us. Haas is going to get up there, and you're going to, you know, have a few drinks in you. and Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, you're going to be you're gonna be light, nice and loose, and everything's going to be great, man. It's going to be awesome. It's because I think people are going to expect to see a, an ape up there, you know, speaking. And I don't look like this. You know, I, I'm, I just, I'm not hairy. I think, you know, like when I, I think about being there like by myself, like I definitely like see myself being quiet, like watching everybody have fun and like missing out on it. But like being in the group, like uh, I think we'll all be like responsible for like pushing each other and, and challenging each other to, to uh, you know, be the best people that we could be and, and utilize all the opportunities that come our way, you know? Oh, dude. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, speaking about that, um, I guess to make me feel a lot more comfortable is I hope that some of you that are listening to this Twitter space can actually make it uh, join join the Cosmos Spaces team and Decentral. Uh, we're going to be giving out some some tickets for that, so stay tuned for that. I think I think this this coming up week we'll start giving out some tickets. I think between five to five to ten tickets. Woo woo! That's so cool. Guys, can I jump Get in here? Yourself, yeah, how's it going, Dennis? How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Um, I'm fairly new to Cosmos, but I noticed that the founder, Jay Kwan, has been posting a lot about uh, some security issues with the hub. And I'm wondering if anyone can kind of explain what that's about and uh, how you see that uh, in the future of Cosmos in general. Yeah, so the security uh, risks that he's talking about on the hub are due to Prop 69 and the risks those could bring if the prop is passed. Um, so what Prop 69 is, is it's a prop to 
add Cosmosm, which is kind of like uh, one of the main programming languages uh, for smart contracts in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, as cool as Cosmosm is, and as many benefits as it does bring to whatever chain uh, adds that feature to it, it does bring more risks because, as you know, once you start adding more features to technology, there's more attack vectors and there's just more risks of failure. Um, so the vision of the hub is to kind of be like this stable, secure, consistent source um, for the entire Cosmos ecosystem, especially when we build out the vision of interchain security. Um, because if you can imagine one day, let's say 100 consumer chains that are using shared security on the Cosmos hub um, are leveraging that. And then we have Cosmosm nailed on the hub. And then we saw a few weeks ago with Juno, um, a simple Cosmosm exploit halted the entire chain for three days. So yes, that's that's one thing if it's just one single chain that that happens to. But when you have 100 other chains relying on one chain um, and kind of like this whole like ecosystem and economy that's relying on it, that's a lot of risk uh, and maybe not enough reward. And if that happens, like the trust is almost broken and it's going to be almost impossible to fix at that point because that single point of failure is huge. And that's kind of one of the things about Cosmos is we don't want those single points of failure. Um, so Jay's really big on hub minimalism. He's one of the co-founders of um, the hub and the Cosmos SDK, like, you know, and Tendermint, um, as you know. So he's very, very close to all of this and understands it a lot more than uh, most people. So when he does say things, I think people should pay attention. Yeah, th this is exactly yeah. what piqued my uh, piqued my attention because it you know he rarely posts and he's very adamant about this. Um, so I guess so. So it's a it's effectively saying that the Cosmosm smart contract language brings risks, so it's better to keep it off of the hub. Essentially, that's what the proposal is. It yes. So we need to keep it necessarily off of the hub to where it would exploit the hub and exploit all chains that are leveraging shared security. Um, mm -hmm. But it it will be and it and it has to be and it makes sense to be enabled to allow consumer chains to use Cosmosm that are on the hub. So um, is then when he mentions no, is he proposing to use that in future as the smart contract language, or what, what's what's going on there? No, so he is proposing in a way that we don't have smart contract language native on the hub. Native on that policy. Yeah, the hub shouldn't provide that service. The hub should just provide more public goods um, and be like a neutral entity in the in the Cosmos ecosystem um, and not have features that, one, get too complex and cause security risks, but two, start to compete with other consumer chains. Okay, so is there anybody that is against this? It sounds like it's no-brainer to do this. So there are people who would like 69 to pass because of the benefits that it brings. Um, it's kind of, it's really divided. There's some people that are like, you know, Jay brought me into Cosmos, but Zaki's the one that, you know, kept me in. So like, I'm really divided, you know? So there's, there's very smart people on both sides of this. Um, like I think Zaki and, and Jack Zamblin are two of the biggest proponents for this. Um, and then we have, you know, Jay, obviously, and now we have people like Jacob um, and others that are starting to speak up in favor of the, the hub minimalism and keeping in mind the security risks that this brings. Um, so I think like kind of the consensus and not necessarily the consensus, but one of the like, you know, compromises is, yes, like Cosmosm is going to come to the hub in a way for these consumer chains to use, but it's kind of a risk to enable it before we have 
um, interchain security even active and enable it in a way that could start to be deployed on the hub to not only add competitive features, but more security risks. Is there an economic incentive to do it the less secure way? Like why the push for this way? So from my understanding, it's a lot easier to push upgrades to the hub um, when you have Cosmosm enabled. So instead of having to do all of this like hard upgrades and like sometimes even chain forks, you could just push new code um, to the chain that upgrades things um, rather than like a full on upgrade. So as a developer, it would make your life easier initially, essentially. Yes. Okay, and then is, is Jay basically saying if it if it does uh, if it does pass, then he's going to fork the cosmos? Is that what he's kind of implying? So that's kind of uh, the genie in the bottle right now. So he has mentioned in the past that if he feels necessary, uh, he will fork the hub uh, because he has said in the past that he feels like they're getting off the path. Um, it's becoming more of like a competitive chain and not a neutral source. And he feels that that credible neutrality in that hub, like the hub is is crucial for the success of all this to work. So he has said before, if he needs to fork, he will. <laughs> I think what he's trying to do with no land and the uh, incentive to vote no is to not make that have to be like a reality. He would rather not do that, but I think he's like not bluffing <laughs> when he says that he will. If that makes sense. Yeah. So if if it does pass, then he basically forks it and, and comes up with a slightly different programming language. So if it does pass, like my personal opinion, I do think that he will fork the hub. But the programming mm -hmm. language, I don't think that there will be anything necessarily different about that. It'll just be that he doesn't add that as a feature to the hub and lets it whatever programming language people want to use. It's an it's another zone like it's a sovereign chain itself. But ah. so no, no land is is a is a sovereign chain. It's a smart contract platform. It's just not Cosmosm. Um, it's Go and like a highly specialized C plus um, plus, and it does like a lot of different cool things that are kind of way above head. Um, I really suggest you kind of look into to No Land if you have the time. Um, so if he did fork the hub, No Land and the hub fork would be two different things. I think that's kind of why he did take back the Tendermint name was in case he does need to do that or. Just for his vision of things he wants to do, he has the ability to kind of, you know, steer things in the way he wants. Yeah. So effectively, he wants to keep the smart programming language in its own zone, separate from the hub. That's yeah, simplistic way to look at it. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. He doesn't Thanks care you. what language it is or who runs it, whatever it is. It just needs to be yep. separate from the hub. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Of course. Uh, appreciate you joining in. Anytime you got questions, feel free to to come back and then to just depress the mic. Hey, I have a quick question for you guys. What's up, Graham? Did Timmy talk on Wednesday about his new project? Is that next Wednesday? He hasn't uh, brought it out all the way just yet because he's still working on some things. Um, he's close, but not all the way there. And he wants to be like, you know, fully ready when he when he brings it out. And not have like a, an idea and not have like the website and all that stuff. So he said it's coming soon, but just making sure he's ready. Perfect. Yeah, because I thought I remember hearing some moat this Wednesday or next Wednesday with him uh, teasing it or leaking it and then go with it. So I just wasn't sure if I missed it Wednesday. By yeah. the way, you guys, can I just let you know, there is now a thing called the International AI Film Festival. 
So I don't know if this is an online thing. I learned about that today in one of the spaces I had. So Known Origin is the sponsor, and people have created artwork using AI, and they're now having a film festival. I'm a big fan of film festivals. I've always gone to animation film festivals. Anyway, so technology is changing, and our art world is also changing. So that that is happening, and that's going to be this month. So... I just wanted to share that with you on the fun side of technology. That's super cool. Yeah, sir. You came up here. Yeah. Yo guys. Um, what's going on? I got an update for you guys. Ooh, let's do dude. You've been teasing this alpha for like three weeks now, bro. And you haven't told us yet. <laughs> oh yeah. About that. I can't, I can't give any alpha, but I was talking about an update on the Ethereum chain. And the Solana blockchain. The Solana blockchain is actually down right now, if you guys didn't know. I saw the testnet was down. The mainnet's down too. Yeah. And then and also ETH. Uh, Since the Board Ape Yacht Club's other side mint has been basically not usable unless you have so much money to spend on gas because the waves, the Yowie's been hit 8,000. It's like chugging along at like 60 or 70 or 50. And then that mint battle happened. So epic, guys. Man, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars being moved through these this Ethereum train. I was watching it live on the scanner and it's it was just absolutely insane. I had to bring that to you guys. I know like we're like all in this is the IBC gang, but I wanted to bring that update that like, you know. The rest isn't always greener on the other side, to be honest. Uh, they literally can't have one mint without wrecking the train. The, the 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 cost of to move anything on Ethereum right now is absolutely insane, and Dude, it has I been just, for the last like two and a half hours. I just tried to make a swap, and it said you don't have enough ETH. It'll cost you five thousand eight hundred dollars. I just get the heck out of here. I That's a real thing. Yeah. And uh, in the Dude. last hour of the mint, it was a hundred million dollars of gas was spent an hour yeah that's nuts yeah graham posted a little thing up there by will will papper yeah a hundred million dollars spent for gas in an hour that is insane and like like you said y'all i can't imagine us watching like just hundreds of million dollars going back and forth and like yeah there's a lot going on in like the actual like purchasing but so much in gas that it's just insane to think that people are willing to spend that much just to make have an interaction go on like it's insane at one point, there was uh, up to 900 transactions pending for this specific land contract alone. What are people freaking buying over there right now? Land contracts? What, what, what do you mean? It was the metaverse. Contract? Well, the con- on, the, on my scanner here, as far as like where I'm watching the contracts and the Ethereum transaction, it's, it's a land, it comes across as a land contract, but it's essentially it's a land NFT that they're buying on OpenSea or, the, or I mean... I think, not, I think not it was like a, but on the I think it was like a board board ape um was doing like a land sale. The other side, yeah. It's called the other side. It's the other side dot XYZ. At like mint date time, they really changed their website and a bunch of new information came out that no one knew about before. Like the whole website updated and it's a, it turns out it's like a whole it's like a total MMORPG game with land real estate like game the whole thing. Like planned out obviously and Wait, is, it, uh, is it polished on, off is it running on ETH mainnet though like do you have to make transactions the mint like the metaverse is, on ETH? 
who knows what the uh, yes first the game surely not but like right now the mint is yeah on there okay okay that makes sense i I mean that the game would just be like unusable if it's on if it's on mainnet essentially i'm sure it'll be on a layer two but just it's just so funny to be watching this from our our vantage point over here in the cosmos zero gas fees being a hundred million dollars in an hour (laughs) crying if we can't compound our nom because we had we forgot we had to like exit out of it and reload it so that you get the zero transfer fees it's, it's crazy but what's nuts though is like you like if anybody there's one project who's really done it right and you can't count out no matter what they're going to come out with next and it's the board ape yachts club like it, it's insane they've really done it right and like they're a roadmap for a lot of projects but it's also like the way they did it was the perfect storm and they just i don't know if it's ever really replicable the way that they've been so successful and like they just are like once in a lifetime project type thing. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it was Yopster that was just saying like Solana was also down. Um, uh, but that's crazy because I, I I was in a space earlier and people were talking that Phantom was like also unusable because there was like some massive whale who was about to get liquidated, and all of these arbitrage bot arbitrage bots were like getting ready to bid at it, and like you just couldn't use the chain because gas was also like ridiculously expensive. So, like it's just pretty nice just to be chilling in the cosmos just like making swaps on osmosis very nice yeah it had to do something with a a mint and i didn't know there was a liquidation but they 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 did like apparently i was in a space with some other solana solana gamers and apparently they knew it was coming they just didn't do anything about it then but they just pulled the plug last minute um because that's how solana works over there that's so insane. Like it's like once a week now that the chain's halted. Man, that's nuts. Gosh. At least if like something happens to a chain, not all the chains in IBC are affected, right? Like Juno. Juno had that issue. And it was just Juno. But if your Juno were in like Osmosis, they weren't affected. But Solana, man, good luck. Everything's going down. That's why it's important the hub doesn't ever go down. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like Cosmos hasn't been like really battle tested um too hard yet from like malicious attackers. That'll be um interesting because I like you said like one if one chain goes down, the others are good, but I mean if someone attacked like the the IBC mechanism, that'd be interesting to see if that would like affect um then like hold the chain's ability to communicate between each other. Larry uh one of the threads talking about the phantom collapse potentially and the liquidations. Wait, sorry, what was that? Uh, I just pinned the one of the threads that's like was talking about the fifty million dollar or eighty million dollar liquidation. It, it's pretty like it's over petty beef, basically. It's pretty funny, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, do that up top. I'll check that out. Thank you. Basically, what happened was like, um, on Phantom when Solidly came out, this one guy was like shilling it super hard from one of like the DAOs, basically, kind of like um, I don't know, how to explain it like. And uh, Andre, one of the lead devs at Phantom, basically rage quit just to liquidate and like destroy this guy's net worth and basically made this guy yeah, liquidate him of $80 million. Just rage quit is the moral story. Jeez, that is, that's no good. Hey, Yopter, by chance have you been able to, uh, or have you looked at the Nomad Bridge and seen like how much Ethereum assets are coming over to Evmos? Um, through the bridge. 
No, is it? Is there a goodie waiting for me? Is it fun to watch? No, I don't know. I'm just interested to see because I know there's been over a million transactions and there's not a lot of places that do transactions, you know, besides like diffusion and just simple things. So I imagine that that's been some of the few places that are doing most of this volume. Um, so I'm just, I'm just interested to see in the initial days, like if there's mass amounts of liquidity coming over already or, you know, and what that, that action looks like. I think yesterday, yeah, yesterday they tweeted they did 10 million, but between like Ethereum and Evmos, but I, I don't know if they've updated since. No bad. A couple. That's couple. a lot. Yeah. yeah I, I need to go look at that. That's a good point. I'll put that. That's a good, very good point. I've been distracted with this whole ETH, ETH stuff. 48 Yacht Club. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. Did one of you guys mention, that's actually what I originally raised my hand for um, a minute ago now. Uh, you mentioned the 7th to the 8th, but I thought DecentralCon in Austin was the 9th and 10th. Or did I get the dates messed up? Oh, the 9th and the 10th is the Terra um, one. And that's also like when consensus starts. But the Decentral, that one is two days before uh, 7th and 8th. Yeah, so there's like consensus. It's like consensus week. And Decentral was part of that. It's like a little mini event before the event. And then the consensus like main event is like Friday and Saturday or something, I think. Maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday or something. And then Terra, like you guys just said, is like, yeah, right in the middle. It's like I think the main event goes all the way until the 12th, if I'm right. And then the Terra one is the 9th and the 10th. So the Terra one is two days. But I think that there's going to be Terra uh, and then also consensus going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So wait, so wait. So the DecentralCon does not conflict with consensus, but Terra swap or uh, Terra... Expo does. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. I'm trying to go to both the Central Con and uh, the Terra D app. I I can't believe that so many Cosmos people are going to be holding down that fort. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. You might as well call that a Cosmos event. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that should be the IBC event. So I'm super excited about it. You're going to be there at the the Decentral one? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to the Consensus. I'm just going to the two, the Terra one and the Cosmos one. Essentially, I'm calling it Cosmos. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, let's go. Yeah, the officer will have to meet up because the crew, this Cosmos Spaces crew, we're, we're all, I think, pretty much going to... Decentral, and then we maybe you know we could maybe go to the Terra Dap Expo, but um, yeah, I, that's gonna that'd be cool. We got to meet up and have some brews and talk some cosmos and talk yeah, some crypto. We need to somehow like host a space from like I don't know like after like do an after party space or something like that where it's like yo we're chilling with Yapster and like Sunny and all these people and it's like that would be really cool if we just kind of like put that together somehow <clears throat> with Haas and everybody. Just a big group doxing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like we all, at least, yeah. at least with each other. We're all doxing. Hey, hey, I'm going to be like, I took a picture of Haas and I'm going to sell it as an NFT. All right. <laughs> no. All the funds we raise, all the funds we raise, we'll pull it together and we'll have one person go to Columbia paid by this NFT. Who's down? <laughs> Who's down? <laughs> Rusty's going to be there too from Knots. So that's going to be exciting too. Like, there's a lot of people coming together here. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Yapster, I don't know if you were in here earlier, but we're going to be giving away some um, tickets to uh, Decentral later on this week. That's coming up. Of course you guys are. You guys are always giving away something. It's epic. Man, where do you get all these tickets? Dude, we're lucky. People, like, give them to us to give away, so. Let's you know, go. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate that, you know, people love to share the love, and we are in the position to give it right back to all you guys, so. You know, I, I hope, think it, it, I hope yeah. they go to someone that, like, really wants to go. Exactly. Needs help and, like, is, and is life-changing. I do actually know, I did just run across someone on Twitter, actually, that's from my hometown that is going to the the austin specifically for the terra diat festival is because he's a lunatic and really doesn't know much about costumes other than terra and he's going to that specifically to learn and get a job he said so i was like that's interesting because i met him on twitter from knowing that he like went came from my hometown very interesting how you can meet some people on twitter like that yobster did you see the interview with cryptocito with uh the ceo of ignite he said that they're going to be uh announcing something um during the decentral and that was pretty high yeah there's so many announcements coming you have no idea dude keep it keep your helmet on it's gonna be insane you tell me central bank digital currency coming to cosmos Oh, he stayed quiet. That's it. <laughs> I know there is several projects that are going to be launching, making major. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm just going to, yeah. So when it happens, we'll we'll have to just spin up a space and just tag you and say, it's ha- it happened. It happened, dude. It happened. <laughs> Yopster. Yeah, it's going to be cool. You are know what? Go Yopster. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, everyone, um, you just got to build, you know, sometimes you just got to build longer than you try to hype. So you just build, you know, and I think I'll give like a little credit to Putmos. He kind of like inspired me in that way. Uh, just building and not worried about just like talking like a dog on Twitter, just having fun with it and not really worried about you know, the market or whatever he's just building. So I like, I like that. I'm mad respect for that guy. So I can't wait for that. So I'm sure he's got like, can, are you guys super stoked or what? Cause we are like so close to collecting raw airdrop. It's a matter of uh, what? 13 hours now. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy for me. Right. Do you know the time in, in central? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I had it pulled up here in a second. Give me a second. Yeah, sir. You didn't know this was um this was a uh, IPC gang Twitter space that we're hosting until it launches. We're gonna be live for another fourteen hours, bro. Let's go. Yeah, right. Marathon. Yeah, right. So an ETH an ETH based uh, Twitter space made literally made headlines because they did that kind of crap, like literally, and it was a big headline. I'm pretty sure it was time. Don't call me on that, but it was a big, it was like a big news and they had like a, a screenshot of, of literally what you're seeing right now of the Twitter space. And it was their like 100 days of DGen or something rather. And they were giving away stuff. So like, yeah, 
there's there's lots of potential here in these spaces and their big claim to fame was like literally falling asleep on spaces and being like on there forever essentially like oh good dang <laughs> what that happened before <laughs> we have we've had that happen before people fall asleep and you're like hey hey, hey you still there <laughs> but you know we've hosted a space like consistently every week not the weekend because we had to take a quick break on the weekend but it was every it's been every week for what since january so it's yeah we got a marathon going over here too i'm just seeing for the first time tricky uh did uh, Takumi transfer the Juno to Osmosis? Is that a thing? Yeah. So hopefully you can hear me right now because mine's getting kind of choppy. But he transferred his staking rewards and his loose Juno over into Osmosis. Uh, but he hasn't sold them or anything, apparently. I'm pretty sure because he was pretty transparent about it. I don't think he would put it out there and then dump. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's kind of like weird. I mean... You got to think both sides like, hey, he's moving over to a Dex. Like, what the heck? Like, that looks bad. Two, if you were in their shoes, you would probably do the same thing. I know I would. Um, <laughs> you know, you're just yeah. like the last on your phones. You're like, dude, you know, <laughs> I'm getting making these sure these are safe. Um, and then and then how was the live uh, interview? I haven't had time to watch it yet with him. I haven't watched it either. I guess it was really good though. And it really made people take a step back and think because after that, I guess a lot of people were like agreeing. I guess Jacob was more in favor of, you know, trying to take a little more time and find another way to do this, like a compromise. Um, and I think that Takumi, I guess is open to it. Um, but it's just hard because some people have made up their minds, you know, and have put drawn their line in the sand and they don't want to reconsider. Um, which I, I can I can understand and I can respect them for for standing their ground. Um, but I think at the same time that we should be as constructive as possible. But that doesn't mean we just don't do anything. You know, like, I don't know. It's just it's a tough situation. Like, there's no going back from where we are now. You know, we're, we're here. We just have to figure this out. You know, because I know I don't want to have the validators leaving. I don't want to have validators that get sued. But I don't want also don't want a certain one entity to have just so much influence over, you know, this network that was supposed to be not controlled by anybody. So it's a, it's an interesting situation for sure. Yeah, for sure. I just haven't seen, well, just all those like new updates as of right now. So I was like, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you, what do you guys think about it? What are your thoughts? I, I kind of agree with what you said. I kind of took a step back and was interested in what, Whatever, what's his name? Like, talk. Well, I'll just call him the Juno Whale. I was interested in what he had to say. Um, I did take a look at Wolf's transactions. It was very interesting to follow, like what he was doing on Mintscanned. It did definitely seem like he was trying to cover up, um, like where he was sending the funds. He was doing some like really weird IBC transfers, and then like selling, like sending it to a different wallet and selling. Um, so I think that was kind of interesting that the Juno Whale pointed that out. Yeah, I know that like that's the that's the crazy thing about blockchain is none of this stuff is private, you know, unless you're on secret, secret, secret. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's out there for everybody to see, you know, so, you know, I know Yopster and, and Rama were were going through some stuff with some of the validator and some developer and core one like 
you know, wallets and transactions and just seeing what's actually going on and, you know, getting a perspective of what's, what's been happening, you know, so it's, it's important that people are pay attention to everything like that, you know, and <clears throat> really understand from all sides. Um, and we have the ability to do that with, with an open source blockchain. So, um, if you're ever interested in that stuff, you know, like the officer's sitting here looking at hundreds of millions of dollars going through on, on, uh, you know, Etherscan. Dude, you know, that's, that's <laughs> you know? my favorite thing. I literally sit here and on the osmosis, um, stats page. And like, whenever there's like a, a $250,000 sell on like SOM token, I'll just grab that person's address and throw it on Mintscan. And like, I've, I'm following like these different whales that have the, one of them has like 750 million on osmosis and we'll just like if you watch the psalm charts he'll just like keep dumping it um it is you can just watch what they're doing it's really really fun whale watching that is fun <laughs> whale watchers clay's a whale watcher too <laughs> yeah dude but, uh, we need one of those whale watcher accounts on twitter for ibc that'll just post like you know this person transferred this many osmosis dude you're so right about that oh my gosh that's yeah, like that's like a Paris. Yeah, dude, for real, he could do that, huh? Yeah, you just do like the biggest sales on, uh, you know, Osmosis. That would be a great one. Okay, this 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 account right here is the one that's dumping the SOM. It originally got funded from a Terra account that has sixty five million UST staking on it, and every single day they they just send like fifteen thousand dollars and set up a new wallet. It's like it's the craziest thing to watch them. <laughs> Fifteen thousand dollars. Why? I think that's just like their staking rewards. Like they probably get that from Anchor, like every single day. Dude, oh, some, of these, some of these people we talk to, you know, and that are on Twitter and that are, you know, developing or validators are are super whales. You know, you also got to think like some of these people have been in it since the beginning of even Bitcoin and probably still have a lot of Bitcoin and Ethereum and half of that's here and they've just made it like you know been in the here since the beginning. I think the Adam pre-sale was uh what like five cents, twenty-five cents or something. I forget what it was. It was something super cheap. So like, yeah, dude, there's some super whales. And then even Terra, like what hundred X or something. It was like five cents or, dude, yeah, it's crazy. Can you believe getting some fucking Terra at that price, bro? A big massive bag. Oh my god. What's nuts is a lot of people that got into Terra were coming from the stock world, you know, and even when it was at like $5 or $15, you know, they were just like, you know, freaking Wall Street bets dudes, you know, YOLO, <laughs> putting the whole portfolio in, in Luna, you know, and it paid off for them. The craziest thing is like right now, in my opinion, not financial advice, like I, I, the markets are really, really red right now. It's time to start accumulating those really good tokens in IMBC, you know, little by little, don't throw your mat, your, your whole net worth in it, you know, just start accumulating little by little, start researching. Now's the time. In my opinion. I'm so glad you said what I was thinking and what I was doing last night when Adam went below 30 bucks, I was like, Ooh, let me go do some shopping and get some more coins. Thank you very much. That's exactly the right time. Same with Tezos. It's just, it's just I, I always think it's a good idea to have like a little bit of side. So when it gets crazy low like that, you can just um, 
add up and and bring value. And then I love it when Cosmos goes up to 49 and then I'll like, you know, take that and turn it into some other coins. So it's been a very, um, you know, and and so if, if somebody like me picks up Cosmos when it's $5, I don't care. You know, Cosmos can go down to $15. I still don't care. <laughs> I'm not, you know, there, there is no panic for people who are in, in it in that way. So, yeah, I agree with you. Thank you for saying that. I didn't want to seem all greedy and kind of like, oh, I'm waiting for people to lose money. But that that's not what this is about. For people who are actually inside and investing, it isn't greed. It's not like other people are losing. It's just there's just a smart way to go about investing your coins, right? And this is not financial advice. It's been a while since I've seen Adam under 19 bucks. I'm pretty, pretty excited to start buying a little bit here and there. We're getting close to Starport prices or Stargate prices. <laughs> Very close. So since, since you guys are all wondering, the current floor for the other side NFT is 8 ETH. Huh. 8 what was the mint price? Is that still minting or is that? No, that's trading on OPC right now. Wait, you know did you say 80? No, eight. no, no. Eight, eight ETH. Oh, yeah. Eight. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That's insane. Well, what do you mean? Eight. eight. Ocho. Thank you. Eight. That, that's not the officer. I mean, that's still crazy, right? Yeah, that's, that's still really insane. Witnessing history here. The largest crowdfunding ever. Ever. Essentially what they just did is they raised like half a billion dollars like value bet over a billion dollars i think too when they did their like private funding these guys are you laughing. got a link <laughs> they're <laughs> laughing at life dude we just need one of those in the cosmos one of those big games maybe the just strange one. clans oh speaking of which isn't the snapshot for a strange clan like today or tomorrow let's go more airdrops guys airdrops on airdrops they yeah they just announced today that snapshot is either today or tomorrow it was right in here and um they also announced today that there's an additional airdrop for anyone holding it not only is there the passage coin but you also get a egg drop and they released some new information recently about how that egg drop will work and like the staking, like hatching process, pairing it with your your NFT. Very interesting concepts, guys. Mm-hmm. Go check that mm-hmm. out. I never got one. I wish I would have. I, I I pulled, I had some Adam ready and I was about to buy one when it was like a 45, 40 something Adam floor. And then I was like, oh, they're dropping right now. They'll, they'll get a little lower. Wait of the day. And then it was like, Phew. You know, and I, I just saw. Wait, forty forty five. You were sniping, man. I never even saw that. Really, dude? Yeah, first I, day there was. Same trick. I was. Practice. I was with you. Dude. I was like every single character that got listed. I was trying to buy, and like every transaction failed. Um, I somehow managed to sell my marble airdrop like right at the top. So I used all of that to buy a, oh, <laughs> a strange. Yeah, I used all of that to buy a strange fan hero, uh, for like forty forty five Adam, and I only have one. Um, I'm so excited for that game. Legend, you just got a free strange clan by using your airdrop. Dude. Yeah, I, I, it was like marble. right when the marble dropped. There was like no liquidity for it. Dude, that's when like they let like five people claim, and then they like had a bug, and then the price was like a thousand, and then 
couple people sold and then all of a sudden it dipped and then all of a sudden everybody could claim but <laughs> it, it is what it is but that's that's that's, an, that's an airdrop dump i can't blame you for right there, yeah i, I just i saw the strange clan character and i was like i i have to like i have to buy this dude that's insane i saw the average volume like the average price of uh the characters sold was like 60 something adam i thought it, i think it was up to 80 it was 80 something yeah yeah like, six yeah, or 80 in my brain yep that's nuts dude for like a character in a game but also is that good or bad for the game because so think think about the think about what we're witnessing right now with uh the other side and the half a billion dollars that is just chasing into this game that they've just hoping that yuga labs has made and yes they've made and they have a good reputation and they have planned it out and all that but they didn't even like do hardly any advertising they just already have that brand and reputation Strange Clans have been building and building and like openly sharing what they're, how they're building. So I, I have every confidence in that they're going to follow through with their, their game. But similarly, like there's going to be a mad rush for land in their game as well. Obviously probably not to that extent unless Cosmos sees massive adoption before then. But there is a land element to that game that is kind of still being played out in the lore and the story. From from how they describe the land, though they they say like all all you have to do to claim it is harvest it, and they're like very vague. So I I don't expect you're gonna have to like it's gonna be like the highest bidder. I Whoa. I can see them doing something where it's gonna be like very very dedicated community members involved. Um, I I, I hope they do something like that. So I think, I think they've wrapped is. up all the value in the original NFTs, and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be able to claim those, like he said, harvest, yep. find them, quest, and find them. They're not trying to mint and sell an additional NFT. What Yuga Lab is doing is not really a great example just because they're a centralized, you know, organization trying to like make a bunch of money. I mean, they bought that brand for a reason. They paid a crap ton of money and they're going to make money on that now. They have to, their business. I, when I see the strange clients, people, uh, Lex and Errol and the team behind them, I see passionate team building about a, a game and, and a story and they're having fun. And I'd rather, yeah, I'm really, I'm bullish on them because I think that's the team is where it's at and not having that, that huge like corporation feel of like, almost like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like it's kind of sticky, like slimy, like web two is already here and board of Yacht kind of represents that. So I'm like kind of anti that at the moment. I'm just having those thoughts. Dude, I think for the the land and strange clan, <clears throat> I think like you said, they've, they're very vague, but they're dropping hints. And they, the reason why it's so important to have like have a full clan is because each type of player is going to be super valuable, but in their own way. So they say like with land, you have to like, you know, harvest on it or whatever. So my thought is the only way you can do that is with the, like a farmer. So instantly, Dude, I knew I should have bought. I I wanted to buy exactly. farmers so bad. That was who I was gonna buy. That was who I was waiting to snipe on the floor. But unfortunately, they they went up. So hopefully, I didn't just ruin this and probably like let the secret out. But like, I think the farmers are gonna be one, <clears throat> the only ones that are able to claim the land. So there's probably gonna be other things that other characters can only do that are really important. But <laughs> as we can tell, like 
land is going to be super important no matter what you do so people have in the beginning are like a farmer they're like i don't want to be a farmer but then when the game drops it's like holy shit like i need a farmer you know you, that's the only way to get land especially in the beginning when it's all free and you just have to play the game and get out there and do it yeah no one cares about the farmer until they need them right i do i do i do think that they have special they have like clarified that there will be no parts of the game that you can't necessarily achieve being excluded from like there's bonuses for your different i think they've clarified that several times it's like there's bonuses for your different classes but they're not necessarily going to be like exclusions for not penalty huge penalties for not having that because they really don't want to make it to to where like you have to have an entire team of these five thousand dollar nfts to like actually get through the quest like you could get through it with just one i mean it might be harder you might have to work with other people you know et cetera, et cetera. But I don't, they're really trying to make sure that it's not like ex- too exclusive or like whaleish or pay to play in any way, shape, or form. So that's important when you're developing a game that's going to actually absorb masses and not just your NFT holders, but like additional buy ins, additional players. And what that path to new players looks like is very interesting with them because. You're supposed to be able to like gain, discover through this quest uh, additional players that then you would be earning a royalty on as other people came in. So say like a random person came into the game and wanted to play, it would only cost them like 20, 50 bucks to get a basic character, not necessarily one of those original, excuse me, not necessarily one of those original NFTs from town one or town two, but it would be a character in the game. And that royal, there would be a royalty attached to that purchase that would go back to the original buying, the original owner of, of that asset, of that quest. So, like, there's a huge incentive to achieve these quests quickly, efficiently. So, like, there's there's factions forming naturally. They don't have to like create it. It's like some of these games, some of these games you see, and even like we'll use this board ape yacht club thing they have factions um different like biomes for the land and like yes strange clans has biomes in different areas for the land but they don't they haven't and they have all these different characters types but they haven't like s- s- divided people in clans necessarily they've allowed people to kind of group themselves based on their own choices in the in the questing even within the discord even before the game is out so that's kind of like a huge like unique fun and engaging thing and i think that leads to why the community is so strong even before they can actually play anything because they're participating in that story that's developing right in front of them already in the discord and they can see it coming alive so it's really it's really cool i think yeah they definitely have a damn good community and like a strong one um so like are they gonna have like strange is gonna be its own blockchain correct Passage. Passage will be the blockchain. So and then it will just be like a game on like a metaverse built on the passage blockchain. Um but I gotta I gotta step down, but I appreciate you guys bring me up here. Appreciate you too, Larry. You have a good night. Yeah, like he said, the passage is like a world builder toolkit. And that is I believe the passage coin will probably just be a be a Juno on Juno for now, but I think they will have their own they're working on getting validator set maybe like yeah in like the private channels and stuff it's like have their old, own. School, old school ethereum where you kind of launch your coin on another on the chain and then once you have your own stuff then you kind of migrate 
Um, that's going to be super cool because their community is going to be so involved in governance too, because they're already just so involved in everything that's going on. So like right off the bat, that's going to be like another Juno where you have just like insane numbers of participation in the community. Super strong. I'm looking forward to it. And the, like, you, like that's why, yeah, it's, it's nice to talk about it today. Cause it's literally, I think pretty sure their snapshot is today or tonight or tomorrow or something. And, uh, there's going to be more information obviously released about the details of that snapshot and what exactly with the requirements. I'm very excited to find out. They've been pretty, they've been playing that little bit close to their chest. Obviously every airdrop is different, right? So it's going to be interesting to see. They have said that they're going to be doing an LBP on osmosis though. So it's been a while since we've had an LB, like an, a liquidity bootstrapping pool on osmosis. When was the last one? I don't remember who the last one was, but it was a while ago. And I'm pretty sure they're like the LBP 2.0 is going to be coming out soon. Um, I know that Omniflex is doing that here soon in May, and that'll be V2. And so that'll be two uh, little LBPs that we'll have on Osmosis. Get some uh, some more action going again over there. Yeah, because I remember there for a minute, it was a good couple back to back, and it was really exciting. And then there was no more for a while. Um, like boom, boom, and they were boom, like, boom, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Was it stars? Was the last one? I think so. That seems like so long ago. There's been so many NFT projects every, I mean, every week on Stargaze, man, it's, it's been, it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, it's been a fun one. It's, dude, it's some of the NFTs on there have been so cool. It's just been fun to see like, you know, like not selling out like instantly, you know, and then we have super cool like scarce collections like Women of Cosmos that are super fun and cool and amazing. And then we have the Star Chodes that, you know, have a million of them, but they even still sell out. And, you know, there's like an army of Chodes now out there that are just like rallying. It's it's so fun to see. Dude, what, what I'm interested in. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Cho- the Star Chodes, the NFTs, um, just to clarify. <laughs> um, uh, I'm. I wonder if Reese, if you're available to come up and talk. So like, I'm really interested in crafts, but I don't know enough about it. Um, and I know Reese is like heavily involved in craft. Uh, maybe you can come up and talk. What up, Reese? Hey, um, so what do you want to know about craft? Dude, kind of just go from like the beginning. Like, so like, how long until we see, see craft and like, what are we going to see when it first comes out? Okay. So right now we actually have, um, we're running in our Discord up. It's not a test net. It's like a it's like a Minecraft test net. So you can actually join in with Minecraft and we're testing out individual features. So the other week we had, I think it was like Quest or one of our other main features. And today, tomorrow, and I think it runs into Monday, we're testing Wildlands. So this is like gonna be our main world. It's got a bunch of mobs, zombies. You have you claim land, you'll be able to cr- uh, take your land and you'll be able to like make an NFT out of it. And you'll be able to sell that land via the NFT with other people. You'll be able to hire people to work on your land for you. There will be companies, there'll be uh, like the different kind of companies, uh, economies. There's going to be like all of these different sources of ways for you to create craft income, which can then be, you know, traded on osmosis. It'll be IBC enabled. And then, so we're focused on those things from a timeline perspective. 
most of the features in game currently are close to completion, if not about 90% done. It's been, it's been really awesome. And pl- players are playing on it and testing it. So we're sure that it's working. Um, and then we're taking that feedback that they're giving us from these limited test nets to, you know, as, as we get closer to a beta launch. Um, from the chain perspective, our limiting factor is how quickly the Cosmos SDK team is able to push forward with things. So I think that right now, SDK 46 is at like 70% completion. There's like 14 pull requests or issues that still need to be done. So Notional also has to focus on like it's there's all these little things that stack up. So we are not able to sign transactions with Kepler because Cosm.js is not updated. But Cosm.js is not going to get updated until Cosmos SDK is done. So then we can't even test certain things. So we have all these workarounds currently. So once once a few more things in the pipeline get pushed through, things will really start adding up quickly for us to get to that that beta launch. And then uh, shortly thereafter, once we fix more things, we can get into a mainnet. That's so cool. So like, so yeah, sounds like pretty much like the functionality of the game and everything is done. It's just integrating in the blockchain and waiting for, for that stuff to be done. Yeah, for sure. And um, and. You know, the blockchain side of things is the more difficult side. And so that's, I mean, that's where a lot of my focus has been on is just to focus on like, like let's get this chain running. Let's get test nets up. Let's ensure that it works and then hook it in with an integration plugin. And then every other plugin will hook into that. And then we can begin to test those features as well in the future. Is there, where can I pin the discord? Let me, I'm going to go to the page right now. Look for a post. Try to get people in there for people interested. Boom. Because I know once you say like testnet and people can go play games like that, people are like, where? <laughs> um, so I did pin the uh, at the top, the very the very last tweet. Um, it's, uh, it's a link to their Discord, the Craft Economy Discord. You can head in there. Um, and then where'd you say the uh, Wildlands... Uh, it's in one of the, it's in one of the Discord channels. So you scroll down, and there should be an announcements channel, and it'll have the server IP and port. And you just copy that into your Minecraft client, and then you'll be able to get in and mess with it. And we're taking a bunch of data from that, and then you can also just comment in general for any issues or thoughts that you have on the experience. And then we can tailor that closer for beta and mainnet. Nice, dude. People go do crazy things on Minecraft. I remember seeing during COVID that. There was a, a group of students at a college, I think it might have been even UC Berkeley, that uh, were upset, kind of upset that they couldn't be on campus for their 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 senior year for graduation. And so on Minecraft, they built like a complete replica of the, the campus and kind of had like a little hangout in there with, with everybody that wanted to join. Like, it's just crazy. Like, you can build anything. And like, from what you were just saying, like... You know, you can build companies on there. People can come work there. You can own your land. You have like the deed. You can sell it. Like, it's pretty damn cool. Like, that's just, that's yep. just super fun. And there's a lot more things that I'm not going to share because we've not actually done the public, you know, testing of it. But there's there's so much more on top of that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And then also just once once you go into IBC, it's like what what can we do now that we are connected with other chains? So now other chains can then interact with Craft Economy. So then what are the limitations there of how say Something like just to throw it out, like I believe I was brought up the other day, like Dig Network with real estate. If that was like somehow merged in with Craft, it's like, but how would like you would do that with Cosmosm? And then now you could do like loans in a different, like you could just have all these different things with IBC enabled that allows 
us to change the Minecraft server in ways that you can't do with a normal Minecraft network. So it really helps us tap into the ecosystem as well and really build this up as as a strong brand and help push the, you know, we're pushing the limit with being on Cosmos SDK 46. We're, we're really, I think we're going to be the first chain to launch with 46 if I don't think Evmos did that. So I think we'll be the first ones with that. And uh, we'll have two native tokens. So, you know, there's a lot of exciting things in the pipeline. Hell yeah. I love it. Like, damn, dude. I want I want to know more because <laughs> I hate like I don't hate it, but it's like when people are like, ooh, I got some more stuff. Like it just keeps me interested. So now I gotta make sure I'm staying up to date with all the craft stuff. So um thank you, Reese. I appreciate it. Like I can't wait. I just love yep. games in general and I love gaming. I'm a nerd. Um always have been one. Uh so it's like combining gaming and crypto, like it's like a dream nerd dream come true. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> and there are some features. Okay, so I'll just kind of give like a little hint. There's a feature in game where we're taking a crypto aspect and bringing that in game to allow it with in-game assets. So I'm not gonna share too much more than that, but like we're bringing in crypto things in game as well. So not only is it Minecraft related, but you're also going to have crypto related things now brought into Minecraft. And then you can also do it in the crypto world too. So there's a lot of these like uh, I can't think of the word for it, but we're there's, we're gonna have these major similarities between two different things. So it's gonna be very easy to bring crypto people in; they'll understand it instantly. Uh, then, from the the normal user perspective, it's we have to teach them everything from the Kepler side to you know how these transactions work. So we're we have a marketing person who is going through, and they're going through all of the basics. So we're going to explain all of the features. We're going to explain you Minecraft things, and within about. 10 to 15 minutes, you should be able to understand blockchain and the server enough. And after you set up your Kepler wallet to be ready to go and interact in game. And we're making things as simple as possible where you're going to be using GUIs instead of having to type commands in game. Uh, in the future, we'll add more commands in game. That way that power users can quickly be able to run commands as they need. But for the time being, we're focused on just the broad user base, making it simple to come in, easy to come in, click a couple times, ready to go. It's fun. Would you would like would you say that there's going to be some similarities to like what Decentraland's doing? Uh, I'm not actually familiar with that project, so I wouldn't be able to compare oh, the two. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it sounds like you guys like like there's some things that people over there over there that people really enjoy that that's why they love it. It sounds like you guys are going to be like doing that plus more and even better. So like this is this is really cool. Well, will does anybody uh, else have anything they want to talk about or share? I think it's, uh, it's getting a yeah, little bit wrap it up. Real quick, um, yeah. Yuga Labs, 30 minutes ago, we're sorry for turning off the lights on Ethereum for a while. It seems abundantly clear that ApeCoin will need to migrate to its own chain in order to properly scale. We'd like to encourage the DAO to start thinking in this direction. For those of you who are not aware, Yuga Labs is the company behind Board Ape Yacht Club, ApeCoin, and the others now, the other side, Metaverse slash MMORPG. Maybe we should raid that tweet and tell them they should build their own ApeCoin chain. Ooh, where's this tweet at? I pinned up top uh, four ago. Oh, you're already you on it? Around? Yeah, I pinned it like 10 or 15 minutes ago. When it was <laughs> oh, <man>. Nice. <laughs> Graham oh. always got the alpha first. Crypto or a Kubi. Kobe tweeted about this yesterday or the day before. As soon as like they kind of got wind of this, he said like 
that's basically what they're going to do. And they're going to use the ape coin as the gas fee token on whatever they build it on. Like there's rumors already floating of subnet on avalanche. I've seen the bring it to cosmos. Um, I've seen the L2 narrative. It, everyone's yeah. Everyone on everything is chilling their own bags. There's no way we could convince them, right? At this point, they probably already have it figured out. Though they're like teasing yeah. at the DAO, trying to make a decision. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think ETH Maxis too, because like most board API club holders are probably ETH Maxis or NFT Maxis, which are on Open Seas. So, yeah, it'd be hard for them to go away from Ethereum because they already have so like their user base already has so much liquidity on Ethereum. Evmos, um, though, yeah, that's yeah, the middle ground. Exactly. Exactly. So like it would be cool to come over to Cosmos or even Evmos, like and build on Evmos. Um so that would be insane. But uh bullish. Yeah, like Avalanche though is like what people think of the best chain for kind of like gaming subnets. Um from what I've heard from some people. So I'm I'm curious to see if if that's an option for them too. Cause this is a big, big, uh big move no matter where they go. That's gonna be a lot of eyes. It's going to be huge. And I mean, the Avalanche would be a win for me. I would take that as a win because with with uh, Terra now being connected to Avalanche, we're essentially connected to Avalanche. So that, I would take that as a win. Win. But yeah, I'm, I'm bullish on Evmos and um, any NFT projects that are that are looking to bridge those those challenges of cross-chain and IBC and being able to like maybe use a Evmos to stake your Ethereum based NFT to get a replica in Evmos or continue us continue on through the IBC chain. Those types of projects I think are gonna really help the cosmos expand because people on ETH need to have a reason to 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 bring. So we gotta, you know, they wanna they wanna keep have some sort of value and like maintain their ETH maxiness, like you said. And they can still do that by getting involved in Evmos, I think. So it's a good middle ground, maybe. Yeah, I re- like. I really do think that it's going to be attractive to a lot of chains who are struggling and a lot of chains that are new to just come over to Evmos and like literally can do the same thing they were doing, have compatibility with Ethereum, but like a lot more user friendly. I think I'm going to try to send that tweet to the Evmos team. See what see what they say. See if we can get them to like retweet it from their page. Yep, I saw uh, um, Cosmos Clay's tweet. Everyone, go retweet that. Get them over here, friends. I want to say thank you for a great evening. I'm gonna go watch my Spanish novelas so I can practice some Spanish and unwind. Otherwise, I'll be dreaming about crypto and all that fun stuff. Thank you very much. It's been a fabulous day. I will see you in the next spaces. Bye, Sandy. Have a good night. We'll we'll be talking soon. But yeah, I think that's a that's a good time to kind of wrap it up for tonight. We can uh, get all together tomorrow morning. Uh, well, I mean, guess on's where you're at. Uh, so twelve p.m. Eastern, uh, nine a.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll be doing a show with uh, Haas. We've got a couple people coming on. Um, it'll be really fun uh, as always. Um, so we'd love to, you know keep doing this with you tomorrow and then if not you know we always got more spaces wednesday friday saturday and sunday so all right everybody we appreciate you have a good night thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was part two of the two-part ibc gang lounge 
Space, hosted by Tricky Crypto, chatting about liquid staking with Quicksilver Protocol, and more. Recorded on Saturday, April 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Stage for the main event Greatly resent how the day is kept Haven't left the house in over three months Feeling burned out like when acid reflux Believers need Jesus and me I need patience to get through the day While these retards break shit Trying to book a ticket to the space station Relay the signal back to this great nation People asking will it ever get back on track Pissing in the wind trying to decorate the habitat Getting factories attacked, hacked back to back Nobody looking good like a bunch of cataracts Fat cats walking laps still getting fatter While the chatter spreads faster Mind over matter, patterns seeking patterns Till the whole thing shatters And we're left in this world just to man these disasters Out of lockdown, looking for a map, find the way to the lost trail. Fuck a job, fresh new boss mail, hunting down anything that's looking too hostile. Filling up bowls with a bunch of copy pasta, naughty coppers, sniffing out the hot sauce. Rowdy rompers, popping off a lot of monsters. And if you don't believe me, empty out the roster. Cancel the concerts, board up the windows, hoarding the pintos. Sorry, the wind blows, bored with the wind come, more incognito. Sore from the risk of storing libido. Build up the store, buy more with the free dough Coming from a cat who's never turned down free blow And that's the definition of the word freedom Fuck all your rights till you need them Without fail, every single VSL4 lab in the U.S. gets some type of safety violation um, Some type of, you know, thing that they could do better And that's the purpose of doing those inspections It's to make sure that biosafety is um, as, as tight and pure as it can possibly be We're going to focus on one theory that both U.S. intelligence and lawmakers are examining, that the virus accidentally escaped from a lab. Terror spaces.